Hi, I'm Bailey. Hi, I'm Charles. And you're listening to Hold Me, I'm Scared. Welcome back to Hold Me, I'm Scared, where once a week we pick out something spooky and explore it. This week, we are talking about (laughs) birds. Now... I don't know about you, Bailey. I'm not afraid of birds at all. Um, I'm a little afraid of birds. I mean, well, okay. I'm afraid of, like, the big ones, like a cassowary. But other than that, I love a bird. Do you remember that one time when we were FaceTiming when I was babysitting and I was at the kids' tennis lesson and a bird attacked me? I do remember that. That was hilarious. I still have a live photo of, like, afterwards of you laughing because it it came down and swooped at your head, right? Yeah, it was so scary. Touched I didn't you. like that. I liked yeah. it. Yeah. It was personally exciting okay. for me to watch. What are you... I feel like this is a good question of... What are you afraid of today? <laughs> I'm not feeling very scared today. Um, Snaps for Bailey. Yeah. She's not feeling scared today. <laughs> I'm really tired um, because I've been moving into a new place that I'm in. And I'm happy to be in a new place because uh, I didn't love my old place. <laughs> what are you afraid of today? Um... I, ooh, I'm afraid that when I get my second vaccine shot that I'm going to feel really, really awful afterwards, and I don't want to feel awful afterwards, because some people have said they felt right, but also, like you and I discussed, I think sometimes people are just, like, a tad dramatic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the side effects can be really bad, but... They can. Sometimes. But I feel like some I, people are like, I couldn't I even make it down the hallway. Yeah. Um, and I'd even with like bad side effects, I'd rather have that than have COVID. Mm. Also, do you like my new tattoo? I can't even see it. Hold I on. Can't. Did you just draw a sperm on your arm with a sharpie? With it? No. Is a um? It's a sperm going into an egg with a little baby (laughs) with eyeliner because I did a squiggle on my arm and then I was like that kind of looks like a sperm and then I drew it with a baby and an egg I don't think that's what that looks like dude no that's what it looks like actually I don't think you know about science like I do I think I don't think the sperm and the embryo exist at the same time no they do they do everybody is already a tiny embryo (laughs) that's it's like the moment the egg and the sperm happens, it's embryo. Just just like that. Right, but but then the sperm would already be No, it happens instantaneously. See I don't know. you you think you have the answers. <laughs> you think you have the answers. <laughs> when I went to pick up my U Haul to move, um, they now have it to where you can do like you can do everything on the app basically and i went to pick it up and they just leave the doors open on all the trucks yeah because nobody's gonna take them nobody's gonna take them. i don't know they're roomy you don't think so <clears throat> they are roomy but if you steal a u-haul it's a little too easy to find don't you think 
I mean, they all look the same, so it's like they don't all look the all same. Like, That's one of my favorite things about you, Hall. You're looking for is that they all have different factoids on the outside. Pardon? That's my favorite thing about you, Halls. I want you to Google the word factoid. A brief or trivial item of news or information. Is that what you meant? Is outside is on the outside of all of the U Halls? No. Oh. Is either a false statement presented as a fact or a true but brief or trivial item of news or information? Well, maybe not as small or trivial. It is just a fact on the outside of the U Halls. I find them exciting of about all like different they have facts states. On the outside? Yes, it has a pic that's been like the thing. Like they all have pictures on the outside of like I don't know, a squid or a bird or a, a ship and then it has like a little fact under it what are you talking about mine did not have that neither did any of the other unlocked u-hauls in the did i get a knockoff u-haul i don't know you might have that's like that's like the thing maybe it's only like a certain size u-hauls but yeah maybe i don't know i mean the office that i went to to collect my key was definitely a person's living room Okay. So, yeah, it turns out you can be kind of almost anybody and lease out U-Hauls, I guess. Yeah. And then when I got back to drop it off, there were there were like two separate families there waiting to pick up their keys, but the person just wasn't there. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, I got mine recently back in December, and it was like this little um convenience store that isn't like a main chain like franchise it's just like a convenience store and then they have a whole bunch of u-hauls there the guy was really nice he had a dog inside with him too and i definitely picked up gay vibes but i wasn't about to out him right there what kind of dog wait the Um, dog was gay (laughs) yeah the dog was gay um no the cashier man um but the dog i don't really remember what the dog was I know it was small, tan, sort of looked like a, a baby poodle-like thing, maybe. A, was it like a puppy or like a fully grown dog? Uh, I think it was like a puppy, like a year old or more. Maybe it was a golden doodle. Oh, golden. no, that, was, that would have been huge. Dude, yeah, no, it was like it, like like the size of a... Um, loaf of bread? Like a football and a half. That's about the size your hands are. Yep, oh, okay. like a loaf of bread, which is like a football and a half. <laughs> yeah, wow, look at me using that uh, that straight man reference. I'm really good at being that masculine. That was really strange. Thank you. I just want to let it be known that I think being afraid of birds is, like, crazy. Because I am I don't know if you feel that way after my report. love with birds. Like, even if they attacked me. Like, I just... Uh, they're just wonderful like i at one point really thought about trying to become an ornithologist well you've always been super into birds i always have been they're always just like they're my signs and symbols come through birds i just get calming effects from birds they just bring me joy they really really do and that's why i want to pet oh and i well no, okay, I'll save that for later. But I want a pet bird, but I actually don't because they're like meant to fly. They're like meant they to live. They're so like, loud. 
Yes, and they really can be. In my old building, someone on my floor owned birds, and they were so loud. <laughs> also, this is a PSA right here. Very, just this is very important. Um, waterfowl, like geese and ducks, stop feeding them bread. They don't. It's not really great for them. They um, it can cause a lot of health problems for them. And it makes them really dependent on us for food and stops them from scavenging. So if you're going to feed them, please look up um, foods that are good for ducks, especially ducks in your area. Um, Like grapes are always a safe bet, but please stop feeding them bread. Yes, I know. I also have happy childhood memories. You probably have happy childhood memories about feeding ducks bread at some point in your life, but it's just... Well, first of all, I don't have any happy childhood memories. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> um, but assuming that you had just a standard American life, you fed ducks bread at some point. And we just got to stop doing that. Thank you. I went to school with a girl who was really afraid of birds. Did you really? Was she mm-hmm. like, and like any bird? Yeah, just like birds in general. That's a hard one to have because they're everywhere. School. Yeah, and I had this shirt that I I had this shirt that had like a print on it that was just birds. And she was scared of the shirt. She was scared of the shirt? Yeah, cuz it had birds on it. I had a shirt that had a pigeon on it with a little fart cloud that said oops, I tweeted. <laughs> My dad got it for me cuz he thought it would be funny. And it was for, like, two seconds. It seems like something that people would wear, like, ironically now. Yeah. Yeah, it was very... It's very much uh, that, like, graphic tee, teenage boy, uh, boomer kind of thing. A teenage boy boomer? I just think a lot of, like, men are afraid of fashion. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you ever walked into a clothing store and you see this glorious amount of women's fashion that takes up three quarters of the store, and then you have a tiny little section for men's clothes. That's it. That's all. To be fair, though, I do like to wear men's clothes. I like to wear women's clothes. (laughs) We'll swap. We complete each Um, other. Well, I do like to wear some men's clothes. A lot of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I do shop. I shop in all sections. All sections, baby. This is a unisex body over here. <laughs> I don't know what that means either. <laughs> so don't ask. It sounds like someone really, like, who's trying to sound, like, really accepting of queer people but doesn't quite get it. Like, you know what? I support you. I shop in all sections of the store, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I, you know, I've worn men's underwear because I just find it more comfortable. I know. I know. But, like, I totally get your struggle. <laughs> like, that's what it sounds like. I I guess I do understand what being gender fluid means because I wear my boyfriend's boxers sometimes. <laughs> do you have any, like, favorite personal anecdotes with a bird? Like, like a happy experience with a bird? I don't think I have any. I have a... Well, I have a, I have like a, a bird thing. I have like a thing with birds. What does that mean, Bailey? With pigeons. You know about my pigeon thing. Don't look at me like that. I, 
have like a weird affection for pigeons, but because I have like cute aggression towards them, I have this oh. very intense desire oh. to kick a pigeon. Yes, you have told me that. And that's animal abuse. And she's not going to. She just wants to. I would never do it. Just like I, I want to squeeze a goose. It. Yeah. Oh, I hate geese. Okay. Do you were the geese at college? Yes, I do. And I loved them. I was always happy that they were near. What the fuck do you mean you loved them? They, they, those goose were, geese were responsible for many an injury. Many an injury? They can barely bite. Yes, they bit people. Yes. What do you mean they can barely bite? Google goose teeth. I've been Google bitten by a goose, okay? So I know. I also I've had a pet duck. I've been bitten by a goose too, and it hurts. It was fine. I was literally fine. But we're not talking about ducks. We're not talking yes, about ducks. We're talking, we're talking about, about geese. <gasps> this guy walking his dog, though. Oh, my gosh. I'm... He was top. Do you need a minute? <laughs> Just a few seconds. Just a... Okay. Moment of, a moment of silence, really. Okay. Um, we got to get out of this house. Oh, do you know what I realized is that our last episode, like, in, <laughs> do you think people are confused about our relationship? You and me? I mean, if they are, I can explain it. Why? I mean, I don't think we need to, but I just realized our last episode implies that at least at one point we've shared a bed. Oh, I don't... I mean, we've slept in the same bed. Yeah. Multiple times, but not sexually. I don't think I need to know. Well, that one time. <laughs> there was not, ew, 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 there I was not I that one time. Ew, 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 no, ew, Bailey and I... Time. Listen, brief story. If you don't know about our relationship, which I know that some of you do... Bailey and I met in college after I stalked her a little bit, like friendly stalk. Like I would put myself in the same room that she was in or like, because we were both theater majors together. So sometimes I would like paint near her by a set and then like she'd say something and I'd be like, oh, LOL, I'll comment too. Well, then eventually I went and saw her in a play that she was in, A Midsummer's Night Dream, which I always say backwards, Midnight Summer Dream, I think. Um, But it's Midsummer's Night Dream. Midnight, I don't know. I don't care. Close um, enough. Close enough. But I went and saw her, and then we went out to dinner at this place that shut down that was Cosmos in Tulsa. It's a real good place. Ugh, um, rip. I love that. But then I, like, texted Bailey, and I was like, I just, like, no. Maybe that was before. I don't know. At some point, I texted her either, like, after this or before this, and was like, I just, like, think... Like I just I really want to be your friend and she was like oh I don't pick up on like social cues so um sorry if I like haven't <laughs> noticed and then more and more and through lots of laughs Stalking. tears and arguments here we are two old ladies we've had like three arguments <laughs> we have small tiffs in between we've had like three well, big arguments but we do sometimes have small like just bickery things that, but that's just like people do you regret stalking me if you could go back in time absolutely and me, and I wouldn't have to do this podcast <laughs> <laughs> you're such a dick um, yeah so but now having a fight right now yes yeah that's our story and she uh, yep yeah. now she's my best friend 
here we are looking at each other through a screen and talking about birds sick of looking at you through a screen i'm so sick of looking at you i thought, I thought I that's what you were just gonna stop that. in a year <laughs> what if you really hadn't what if you really hadn't been outside this whole time i would have yeah probably died oh yeah i'm not a mole person for sure i can't do that mole life no no has anybody ever seen I can't a mole wait till we're... yeah have you not seen a mole I've seen a mole. Now, the star-nosed mole is kind of creepy looking, but moles themselves, adorable. But this is not about moles. so It's about birds. It is about birds. To which... You have some facts and figures for us. <laughs> I do have some facts and figures. So, these sources are from an article by Daniela Ogden for the California Audubon blog and women's health article by Kristen Dold. Um, the name for the phobia of birds is ornithophobia, just like the study of birds is ornithology. Symptoms of ornithophobia include sweating, nervousness, heart palpitations, avoidance behavior towards birds. <laughs> Get away from me. Phobias towards animals are quite common with 50% of phobics fearing snakes insects or birds however the fear of birds is one of the least common animal phobias even though i feel like i know a lot of people who don't like birds um i feel like i do too yeah i don't know so um there are two species of birds that are the most commonly like the most common people are afraid of them um pigeons and seagulls which i get it because they're the two species that are like that most commonly originate the phobia of birds like a negative experience with one of those two birds mm-hmm. tends to be the origin of like a phobia of, of a whole phobia yeah because seagulls are mm-hmm. a little aggressive when it comes to food and a beach don't bring food to a beach just don't it's just not I a had good a sneagle a sneagle a sneagle <laughs> i had <laughs> i had a seagull snatch a hot dog right out of my hand when i was a kid <laughs> I would, I would like readily throw my, I, I want to throw a hot dog up into, I can't because I'm vegan, a vegan hot dog up into the air and just watch them get it. They're so exciting. Even a seagull wouldn't eat a vegan hot dog. Whoa, they're delicious. Um, famous people. I don't people, like them. I, think I don't care. Okay. They're good. Well, I don't eat hot dogs anymore either. And that's not a reference to the Maybe. fact that I'm choosing not to date <laughs> men right now. Maybe you just haven't had a good vegan hot dog. I've had many a good vegan hot dog. You just haven't had the right Maybe. one. Maybe. I've only tried one brand. Okay. Okay. And that's what you base I'll... it off of? The right hot dog will change me. The right hot dog will change you. Just like the right woman will not make me gay anymore. Um, famous people who allegedly suffer or have suffered from ornithophobia are Lucille Ball, Eminem, David Beckham, and Scarlett Johansson. Those are like very four unrelated people. Um, I know. And then maybe like Lucille Ball and Scarlett Johansson, but um, the most popular prescribed treatment for the phobia of birds is hypnotism, which I think is very interesting. And like, okay, you're going to sleep. And when you wake up, birds will be your friend. (laughs) You will love all the birds. Do you think hypnotism like does work? I do. I mean, I know. So, like, when I graduated, we had we had this, like, party at school. When I graduated high school to keep us from, like, going out and getting drunk. 
And I think this was maybe the one weekend in high school where I didn't go out and get drunk. Um, cause I went to the school sponsored party, so it worked. Um, but it was like a lock-in and they had all kinds of like entertainment. It was actually really fucking fun. And they had a hypnotist and I watched a bunch of my classmates get hypnotized and I don't know if they just want attention, but I honestly, like, I'd seen some of them try to act, and they weren't they weren't that good. So I think that I think it, they were really hypnotized. Yeah, and it, I I had the stuff. like the same experience, which they had. We ate beforehand. We went to IHOP with like me and my parents after the graduation ceremony. But then they had food there at the lock-in, so I was like, well, now it's pointless because they had these Arby's roast beef sandwiches. And you know, before I was vegan, I loved uh. a roast beef sandwich, especially that French sub uh, oh my god yeah. so good i loved just the classic roast beef with the arby sauce and the curly fries arby and the jamocha shake i can still have curly fries thank god arby's please sponsor us all right i yeah i don't even have to eat your meat <laughs> i just <laughs> want your fries <laughs> Why did that sound like such an innuendo? Suck it on that roast beef. Um, yeah, and I did. But it, um, yeah, they had that there. And then they had, I was like, what are we talking about? Roast beef now? This is a roast beef podcast. Um, I, yeah, I wanted to get hypnotized, but I didn't get chosen. My best friend did. And yeah, some of them, I think one of the Were you wanted parts, to? You actually wanted to get hypnotized? Yes, I've always wanted to be hypnotized. And I had the chance once at the state fair, but, and I got chosen to go up on stage, but then I was just like the beginning to like hype up the crowd. And then she said, go have a seat. And instead of sitting in one of the chairs on stage, I went back down and sat in the crowd. <laughs> and she didn't say anything. So the power of suggestion worked. Look at that. <laughs> I, I was, I'm, when I was in high school, I was horrified at the idea of being hypnotized and, like, doing something stupid in front of everybody. But, you know, now I I have no shame left. Mm. So I think I think I do it now, but definitely not in high school. And I do know that hypnotism is definitely real because you look at some people in the audience who, like, will just fall asleep in the audience. And I think that's yeah. hilarious. Um, I have a would you rather. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm excited. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh my god, would you just say it? <laughs> it's, it's not funny. <laughs> would it you rather be kept in a cage? Okay, shut up. Would you rather be kept in a cage by a loving master or be free but be hunted for crimes you did not commit? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Cuz you're like, I don't want to be stuck in a cage, but then it's like, oh, you can be free. You're going to be hunted down for crimes you didn't commit. Good lord. Um, it's a witch hunt all over again. It never ends. Um, I get, Man. Um, it's a hard one, you mean old bird. Um, oh, hang on. Also, before I answer this question, um, my theory that all old people, humans, women, they either look like birds or turtles this ties in to the subject most commonly women are birds and men are turtles um just look at it you'll see it sometimes people are both um i i guess i don't want to be hunted down for crimes a birdle i don't want to be hunted down for crimes i didn't commit and be constantly on the run 
since I can't even fly. So I guess stick me in a cage with my loving master. What if you could fly? In both scenarios? Yes. Oh, well, then I don't want to be in a cage. I'm just going to have to fly away constantly, I guess. So your whole life you're going to be hunted for crimes you didn't commit. If I could fly, fly, yes. If I could not fly, put me in a cage. (laughs) Hmm. What would you do? Probably stay in a cage. If you could fly, though. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I don't know. Well, you have to know. I don't have to do anything. I don't even have to do this podcast. <laughs> just um, ends the Zoom call. <laughs> bye. You do it. Um. Okay, maybe I would rather be hunted too if I can fly it. But I mean, we could both fly away together. In True theory, love story. Do you think we'll mate for life? Me you and you. Me? Like with each other? Have we mated for life? Yeah, not like sexually, but like as a pairing. I think we've mated for life. Though, no, let no man tear asunder what the Lord has brought together. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So, all of that relates to my report on the magpie. The magpie. Are you familiar? I've never met a magpie personally, but I, 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 I do know of the magpie. Well, you're about to know more of the magpie. Ugh. So my sources were an article titled Magpie Bird Facts from azanimals.com, an article titled Magpies and Superstition from birdspot.co.uk, the good old Wikipedia, a CNN article by Jesse Young, and a Mashable article by Amanda Yao. Um, and also an article from The Telegraph. And a personal right, experience. So, <laughs> a personal traumatic experience. I have never had... I don't know that I've interacted with the magpie, but I have been swooped. Could have been about. a mag. Could have been a Maggie. How that really later. I guess. I didn't get a good look at the bastard. Okay. So... For those that don't know, a magpie is a variety of bird that is found in North America, parts of Europe, Africa, and Asia, as well as the southeastern Asian islands. Uh, They're the same variety of bird as jays and crows. Um, There are at least 17 different species of... Yeah, they're the corvid family. There are at least 17 species of magpie. Um, They live in murders like crows. Uh, they're super intelligent birds, and they're actually able to recognize their own reflection in the mirror, which I Aww. thought was pretty cool. Um, there are some days I don't even recognize my own reflection. Have you experienced that before? Like, not even jokingly? <laughs> yeah. I don't like it. It's that... just like where it just feels off, and you're like, that's yeah. not like, I, and so, and like, and it mostly like my darker periods of time, but like, I would look and I'm like, I don't even know who that is like i guess that's me weird yeah so weird. also apparently um, you shouldn't put mirrors in a bird's cage because it could drive them crazy so anyway but not the magpie because they, the they know what's up um they're super intelligent birds oh wait i just read that mm-hmm. they're capable <laughs> of making a variety of sounds and they can even mimic the calls of other birds sirens and human speech Yes, bitch. Uh, 
So they come in a variety of colors, but probably the most recognizable and like the most iconic to the magpie is the black and white coloring, <laughs> which is found in black-billed Eurasian and Australian magpies. Uh, they typically grow to be about 19 inches long, but can be up to two feet long, and their tails are as long as their bodies. Um, wow. So they're like 50-50 body tail. <laughs> um, they typically weigh slightly less than a hamster, about six ounces. <laughs> and uh, their scientific name is Pica Hudsonia, which Pica being a medieval Latin word, which refers to the desire to eat non-food substances. Like chalk or ash or oh yeah um, yeah and yeah and so this the name their scientific name is due to the magpie's reputation of eating like pretty much just about anything they're omnivorous and they'll eat seeds fruits insects dead animals small rodents and sometimes even other birds eggs or hatchlings oh no I know yeah our magpies like kind of like an invasive species yeah and uh the the more that their diet is studied we know that that doesn't that other like birds eggs and babies does not make up like anywhere near to the majority of their diet but they will do it they will be cannibals (laughs) that's crazy i didn't know that there's 17 different types of magpies yeah, and they come in, like, all sorts of colors, too. I, I'd only known about the black and white coloring. Order your um, magpie today in a range of colors. Yeah. One to go with every outfit. But, yeah, I... And I also always, like... I knew about them in Australia. Um, but I didn't realize that they were, like, all over the world, pretty much, too. Me neither. I um, thought they were just in America and Australia. Nope. They're everywhere, baby. So, now we're going to talk about a bit of the legend of the magpie. I'm ready. So, magpies are super popular in folklore, and they have been for centuries. And um, so, originally, uh, they had a pretty positive reputation. The ancient Romans revered magpies for their intelligence and believed them to have superior reasoning abilities. Uh, in ancient Greece, magpies were said to be sacred to Bacchus, who was the god of wine. Uh, some indigenous American tribes would adorn themselves with magpie feathers as a sign of fearlessness, while others believed the magpie to be a messenger of the creator or a spiritual guardian itself. Uh, which I thought was pretty cool. And get into a magpie and in medieval times uh magpies were pretty popular and would sometimes even be kept as pets mm-hmm. um but then the christians come along oh boy <laughs> and for some reason they like have it out for magpies and i couldn't find like why <laughs> why like where this all started with the christians like why it's the magpie that has all this like lore that they created but yeah they for some reason they they totally had it out for the magpies so between the middle ages and the victorian era in europe the church spread this lore that the magpie was the only bird not to sing to comfort jesus during the crucifixion and it's also said that the magpie was the only bird that did not mourn or weep upon his death what like yeah (laughs) 
Okay. I mean, because we were all just paying attention to every single bird species at the time of Jesus's death, I guess. So that magpie. Well, apparently like there's, which I don't remember this in the Bible, but it has been a while since I've read it. So it very well could be there. Apparently like in the Lord, there were like, like all these birds came to Jesus during the crucifixion and like all sang to him to comfort him. Like all, all the different species of bird, but the magpie was just like sitting there, not singing like a cold hearted magpie bitch. <laughs> Here's the thing. Don't remember that part of the Bible. Um, but I mean, I guess, but I feel like also Christians historically have made up a lot of things that weren't true. So, yeah. Well, and also to know that it, like the magpie, maybe they picked on the magpie because it was like sacred to other religions. Yeah, to other like pagan religions, probably. I don't, yeah. So, I don't know. Interesting. Okay. Um, And I also, I also came across a similar Christian legend in my research, um, which stated that while Christ was on the cross, a dove rested on like one side of him and a magpie on the other. And the dove was basically like a representative of God while the magpie was a representative of Satan. <laughs> I just, uh, the thought of like all these birds, and, like while Jesus is on the cross and they're sort of like, it's okay. And the magpie's like, I mean... You're going to drop soon or what? Like, oh, wh- like, why the magpie? And the magpie's like, the I, magpies mean, are like hey. I can't really stay for this. So, bye. Yeah, I got I got somewhere to be. Um, yeah. Uh, That's so, so strange. I know. And then in the 19th century, there was a popular story that the magpie was... Sorry, this one is funny to me. Um, there was this popular story that the magpie was a mixture of a raven and a dove. And, <laughs> and because of this, it was the only bird to not have been baptized. <laughs> what? Are birds baptized now? That was my... F- I have so many questions, but that's the the biggest one. That was the big one like, right there. It's the idea that, like, before they come to Earth, they're all, like, baptized in heaven. Or, like, does it does baptism in this case mean, like, anointed by God? I, I Apparently, don't. all birds are cool with God except the magpie because it's a mix between a raven and a dove. Well, I mean, okay. And I'm guessing this is because of the whole, like dove equals like god or goodness or peace and like ravens tend to be associated with like even evil or satan mm-hmm. or death thing so it's which, like a cor- it's example of corruption yeah which sometimes a bird is just a bird and sometimes a bird is just a bird <laughs> and sometimes a magpie is just a magpie um so in the same era in the 19th century <laughs> A vicar reported that one of his servants had told him that the magpie was actually the only animal who refused to board Noah's Ark. Oh. (laughs) Sorry, this is also funny to me. And instead sat on top of the boat, chittering and cursing in the torrential rain. (laughs) So, like, it's like all the other animals are, like, getting on the boat and the magpie is just sitting up there being like, fuck you, dude. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Oh, I'm scared of a little rain. Oh, oh, oh I'm gonna get on flood. a boat, you little, you, you little sheep bitch. Uh, 
Ugh, we need a boat to survive. I don't have wings, so I can't just fly them in. Ew, the whole earth is drowning. Like, what? So, yeah, that was weird. Uh, love it, though. And the church also believed that the magpie had a drop of the devil's blood in its tongue. So all magpies have, like, a drop of the devil's what blood in their tongue. What is going on with Christians and a and- magpies? <laughs> They have, like, a lot of issues with magpies to work out. They've got something's up. And I don't, I still, like, I don't know why. But basically, okay, so they think that there's a drop of the devil's tongue. Er, a drop of the devil's oh. tongue. <laughs> oh. <laughs> there's a drop of the devil's blood in the magpie tongue. And that if you cut a magpie's tongue out, it would have the uh, ability of human speech. That the magpie would suddenly be able to speak. Yes, like a human. And that because like when you cut the tongue, the devil's blood would come out of the tongue and then it would speak like a human. That's insane. (laughs) That is insane. (laughs) So I wonder if people like did go around like cutting magpies. You know they did. You know they did. Um so what is going on? <laughs> Sorry, go on. I can't. It's just so. It's like so dark too. Like it's, these are like, it's a bird, but like they have they've ascribed so many like dark, I know. kind of like terrifying myths to it. Okay, more so, so than mine. It gets like even more like kind of bananas. Maybe. Okay, so the legend evolved from magpies being like bad Satan birds to the idea that even the sight of a solitary magpie would bring bad luck. Um, So this was only if you saw a single magpie um, because they mated for life. So if you saw a single one, the idea is that they'd lost their mate and they, they, being evil birds, would bring you bad luck Mm -hmm. because they're mad that they... But there are things you can do to escape the bad luck of a single magpie sighting. So you have some choices. If you see a single magpie, you can either salute the magpie. Oh, you can tell it good. You could. T- you can tell it good morning. You can ask about its wife and magpie babies, or you can mimic the flapping wings and bird call of a magpie mate. That's the one I choose. <laughs> oh, good now. <laughs> Because that would, like, I guess, appease the magpie no. who's so pissed off that its mate is gone that it's going to, like, curse you. Also, did they just not think that that could have been, like, a single magpie? Somebody who hasn't mated yet? I feel like you're taking this personally. I am. Sorry. I'm very offended. <laughs> Isn't that, that crazy, though? That is crazy. <laughs> Salute it. Good morning. The I guess I'm good. Really I talk to birds all the time. From grace. I know. Yeah. What'd they do? You know, um, they pissed off the Christians. You can't do that. No, you can't. You know, well, you can. Um, it just gets you in trouble. So, while all of this is clearly bullshit, um, there is actually some valid reasons to be afraid of magpies, uh, <laughs> and that brings us to swooping season. Oh. So, magpies are super territorial and very protective of their young. 
So during their breeding season in, uh, in Australia, the Australian magpie becomes incredibly aggressive. And this period of time is called swooping season because the bird will dive bomb any perceived threat that comes near its nest in an attempt to protect its <laughs> eggs and baby. <laughs> and like it goes for the head. Mm-hmm. So they'll frequently attack people's heads and they've been responsible for, so during swooping season, there's a spike in eye and head injuries. And oh, no. they've even been tangentially responsible for deaths. Uh, how? <laughs> so a couple examples of injury and death are in 2018, a toddler in Perth was nearly blinded when a swooping magpie attacked him in his stroller. Oh, no. Yeah. And then the next year, a 76-year-old man died from injuries sustained when he crashed his bike during a swooping attack. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. And so, like, the article, one of the articles that I read about this crash, it was, like, published in September of 2019, and swooping season lasts from August through October, and there had already been 186 recorded deaths or not deaths, sorry, recorded injuries from swooping that year. (laughs) So, like, it's... They, they, like, hurt people. Maybe that's why the Um, Christians are so... That's what you're saying. That's why maybe Christians are so afraid of magpies because they're swooping people. Maybe. Maybe they're just, like, they're mean, so clearly they've got something going on with the devil. Right. Also, magpies hold grudges. (sighs) So not only are they violent, they're also vindictive. Um, They can recognize individual people. They can recognize people's faces and remember them. So if you're Mm -hmm. kind to them, they will remember your face and they will not swoop on you because they'll know that you are not a threat. However, if you're like one of those little bastards who like throws rocks at birds and if you try to harm them, they will hold a grudge against you and it'll be on sight. If they see you again, shoot to kill because they know you're a threat. Swoop to kill, yeah. Swoop to kill, baby. And sometimes they do. <laughs> sometimes they do. Um, Sorry, toddler in Perth. Well, yeah, he's alive, but he was almost blinded. Oh, sorry, seventy-six-year-old yes, um, man on a bike. Yes, and most of the injuries that are sustained during swoop of the season do occur to people who are riding their bikes. Um, mm because they get attacked by a bird and then they crash or um yeah that's unfortunate but they are responsible for like over a hundred injuries a year that is unfortunate (laughs) i'm still very pro magpie but it is unfortunate you can acknowledge that the reason that they're doing it is a good one right they want to protect their babies yes but while also acknowledging that like blinding a toddler is objectively like a pretty uncool thing well yeah yeah i think in some of the um uh different versions of cinderella it was the magpies who blinded her stepsisters yeah they are they do have a reputation for blinding people because they do frequently blind people or cause eye injuries yet another reason to not go to australia i'm telling you there's a reason they made it a british prison okay like it it's not a place to go there's a lot of dangerous things going on there australia is just like it's just an island where everything on it wants to kill you right even the things that you don't we could do a whole episode on australia 
There's oh my so gosh. Much to be afraid we of. honestly <laughs> should because there is a lot of stuff there going on. Yeah, so to try to protect um, themselves during swooping season, Australians will wear helmets, they'll carry umbrellas over their heads, um, or they'll attach like high flags to their bikes um, in an attempt to protect themselves or like put the, in the case of the flags to give the magpie something else to attack. Mm. Uh, see, I feel like the flag would piss off the magpie. I almost said pagmi. Magpie even more. <laughs> I mean, they're, if they're going to be pissed off regardless, I'd rather them go for a flag than my eyeballs. Yeah, I guess you know? so. But I do think it's like, look, it's kind of like powerful. <laughs> like magpies are kind of like girl boss in the way that they uh, bully a whole country into changing their behavior for a few months every year. They sure are. I'm telling you, these magpies uh, <laughs> can get it. <laughs> Sometimes like, they do. I don't love her, but I respect her. I think I kind of do love her. <laughs> um, and then the other kind of, like, weird dark thing about magpies that's kind of creepy is that they do, they hold death rituals. Oh. Yeah. Like funerals? So, yeah. Very so Dr. Beckoff do. at the... I know. Elephants also do. They're my favorite animal. Um, but Dr. Beckoff at the University of Colorado observed um, that... <laughs> I actually typoed gagpies here. Magpies <laughs> <laughs> uh, he are Christians. Magpie? More like gagpie. Like gagpie. Hi, I'm Tom. I'm your guest youth pastor today. Pulls out acoustic guitar. <laughs> um... So, he observed magpie death rituals, and he describes that um, that magpies do grieve and mourn for their dead. Um, they will hold basically like funerals from the deceased, and he describes one in which he observed the magpies uh, gather around the body of a deceased magpie, and they like kind of gently peck pecked it, kind of like um like a cat or a dog would like nose nose something. Um, they just like gently peck it and then a few magpies flew away and came back and laid grass next to the body I could cry that's uh. and then they all stood vigil for several more seconds just all sitting there sil- or standing there silently looking at the body and then they all flew away together Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, it's like kind of eerie, right? But it's also like pretty sweet. I don't find it eerie at all, but I do understand why some people would. I mean, I think that just, yeah, just the idea that other animals besides humans have like death rituals ritualistic practices around Uh death and also like that these animals also are like they have a death ritual but they're also like cannibals and they may be satan birds and they like peck out people's eyes every year they're complicated yeah there's a lot going on with magpies I know, and all I so I originally picked magpies just because I knew about swooping season I was like that's plenty to be afraid of right there 
But I didn't realize that they have, like, all this lore behind them that is also, like, kind of creepy and that they have death rites. What a wild time. I know. I I really didn't know that either. That's that's Um, good. But, yeah, that's my report on the magpie. Wow. It was so good. And I definitely would say that I think I do, like, respect the birds, but I, I am afraid of them. Okay. If I like, I I would be afraid of them during swooping season, genuinely. Yeah, I mean, the, I would be. I mean, I would be too. I guess, especially if I'm riding a bike, which I still don't know how to do. Um, but it's easy. It's like riding a bike. Oh, you're right. Um, it's like <laughs> it's like flying a magpie. It's like ripping out a magpie's tongue so it can speak. You know what I mean? Just super easy. <laughs> That's crazy. But my thing is also, like, they they could already mimic human speech. So I'm thinking maybe that came from the fact that, like, magpies could mimic human speech. So they think if you were to, like, release the devil's blood, it wouldn't be just, like, mimicry. They would have, like, full, like, rational thought and be able to talk exactly like a human. I guess. I don't... <laughs> because of their divine Satan power. Yeah. I... I'm. I I can be wary of that. Sometimes birds have a little bit more power over me than you'd expect, but I I still don't think I'm afraid of them. The oh, except birds who are like land birds who are big and tall, like an ostrich or a cassowary or an emu, because they can be aggressive and they are a little scary. So in in that sense, I am scared of those kind of birds. So it sounds to me like you're not afraid of a magpie because in theory you could best it in physical combat, but you don't trust your ability to fight an emu. No, I don't. Especially not like, not even an emu. Okay. Like a cassowary. I don't know. Listen, I've said it multiple times and my story isn't even about cassowaries, but they are giant land birds who live in like Papua New Guinea and um, other like little weird tropical regions like that um the weird tropical regions <laughs> why did i say that um that they can jump okay these birds are they're big okay they're like five feet tall six feet tall and they have big giant legs six with sharp claws and they can jump and slash with their feet so people have been known to not only be injured by cassowaries, but also killed by cassowaries um, because of their giant talons. And, as you might know, one of our favorite birds, the chicken, which some of you have favorite birds. As uh, Some of you like chickens for other reasons. Murderers. But, um, I, yes, I'm singling out people who eat meat daily. Um, uh, chickens are our closest living relative to dinosaurs because dinosaurs are not related to reptiles as we once thought. They are more related to birds. And if you look at a bird, especially like a cassowary or even just any bird, you start to see maybe why. Say cassowary again. Say cassowary one more time, motherfucker. Cassowary. Oh, wait, you don't get that reference. <laughs> so it just sounds like I was being really mean to you. It did. Uh, um... Have you seen the birds that the Alfred Hitchcock movie? No, but I want to. 
So I, I have. I watched it when I was like, I think I want to say I was like a preteen. And I remember thinking, this is going to be terrible because like, it's a horror movie that's just about birds. And I was like, there's no way it's going to be scary. I was like fully afraid of birds for like a good week. Really? I Yes. Well, I'll give it a go. But there's also that like real terrible, like awful, like student shot looking film that has these like terrible, terrible 3D animated birds. It's hilarious. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. I forgot about it until just now. But Bailey, it's hilarious. I will send it to you. And maybe you can post it on our page because it's okay. so funny. They, like, come out of this, like, motel and they're, like, swatting with these hangers while there's just, like, these, like, gifts of birds that are just, like, meh, 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 and they don't move. It's so funny. Is it meant to be funny? Nope. Oh. Nope. It's meant to be taken seriously. So. Oh. Yeah. Well, you know, um, all art has some. Put that on t-shirt. All um, art has some. Well, I said something. Oh, something. Okay, so all art I has can't something. can't because I'm from Oklahoma. Yeah, um, good for us. Do you have a bird to tell me about? I do have a bird to tell you about. But first, I have a would you rather question. So, would mm-hmm. you rather have the job to go and tell people when they personally are going to die or tell people when someone they love is going to die. Hold on, wait. Sorry, I got distracted because I realized that I never explained my would you rather. (laughs) I don't think we do. Do we? Okay, great. I don't know. I don't owe you anything. (laughs) Um, So would you rather have the job to go and tell people when they're personally going to die or tell okay. people when someone they love is going to die. I would rather tell people that they're going to die. Mm. See, I don't know. That's a lot because of pressure either they'll way. They'll be dead. They can. They can only. They can only be bummed about it for so long. Yeah. See, but wouldn't you, like if you knew that somebody's like husband was going to die in two days, and they were like, "I think I should take that weekend trip," and you knew, don't you think you'd rather tell them that like? Wait, are they not going to know unless I'm the one that tells them? Well, no. Do you just randomly know when people are going to die? No. Like, you... In this scenario... Well, in this scenario, I thought there would be one person assigned to tell the dying person that they're dying, and another person assigned to tell the family member that the dying person's dying, and that I had to pick which assignment I wanted. This is just, like, your life in general. Like, this is going to be your job forever. Yeah, and I would rather... But... But... Yes, and I would rather tell dying people that they're dying, but are you telling me that their family just wouldn't know if I'm not the one that tells them? No, they wouldn't know. The person who's going to die would know because you told them, but nobody else is going to know. I would still tell the person that's going to die because ultimately it's their business. Mm. I I think I'd rather tell them when somebody else they love is going to die. Why? Because then you, they could have like, more they could have like more time with that person than they might have previously well they're not gonna have more time with them well then they might have previously unless they were dying like in the very moment but if you knew like a couple days beforehand but they're still gonna die at the same time regardless 
Yes, but you might have not got to spend. The you mean they would like make more them. time? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I still think I just think it's the, it's the dying person's business, you know. Because then, it, by your by the the reality that you set up is that if you tell their family now, the dying person doesn't know they're dying, and it's the family's job to tell them. Well. Nobody really knows when they're going to die anyway, so is it really different? I know when you're going to die. <laughs> you going to tell me or are you going to tell somebody who I love? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yes, this leads me into my bird, which, LOL, is related to the magpies. It's the raven. My sources for this story are thepoetryfoundation.org, treesforlife.org, um, a Wikipedia article about the Raven poem, a Wikipedia article about Tower Hill, and also mentalfloss.com, 10 fascinating facts about ravens. The raven and the crow and the magpie and, get this people, blue jays are all in the same family. Um, you wouldn't think blue jays are, but their behavior kind of is a big indicator that they are. So, Bailey, when I say the word crow or raven, what image comes to mind for you? I would say that it's an image of a crow. Or Don't a raven. say it. I knew you were going to say it. I need <laughs> what what imagery comes to your um, mind? You know, like normal dark spooky stuff, like a mansion at night on like a cloudy night with the moon peeking through and there's like a, a murder of crows on the the spiky fence outside yeah what do you hear can you give us a, can you give us a raven sample a crow sample no no you have to i really don't <laughs> you do and you should ah! thank you so we're all familiar mm-hmm. with the shape and the crow of a raven right this this uh all black plumage it's a bird who has a very distinct call as we just heard um the caw sound um they have both been seen as friend and foe throughout all of history sometimes though um revered but more often feared um, as many believe that they are harbingers of bad things to come um in ancient norse mythology um Odin, the chief of the Norse gods, was accompanied by a pair of ravens, Hugin and Munin, I think is how they said it. Um, Hugin is thought and Munin is memory, and they would fly far and wide and then bring news back to Odin. And then some even say that Odin himself would sometimes take the form of a raven. In wealth mythology, um, the god Bran the Blessed, which Bran is the uh, Welsh word for raven um is a guardian of britain whose symbol is a raven um bran ordered i couldn't find why this was happening um but bran ordered for his own head to be cut off at some point um after which it could still speak words of prophecy and he wanted his head buried beneath this um hill which is now called tower hill and the prophecy goes that if ravens ever leave Tower Hill, then London will be doomed to fall. So there must be at least six minimum 
um, Ravens there. And that even still holds true to today, which sadly, um, they have Ravens there and they clip their wings so they can never get too far away. Hmm. Yeah, because of some dumb superstition. I think that's fucked up. Um, like, maybe if you just made, like, a welcoming environment for ravens, they might just stay there. But, as you know... I mean, probably not, because they're birds. So well... They're, yeah. Yeah. The, but humans are always trying around. to control every single thing around them because of a selfish reason. So, you know how that goes. Um, in World War Two, however, there was a mass amount of bombings, as we know. And one of the bombs destroyed Tower Hill... And all but three ravens died, either from bombing or stress. Mm-hmm. Um, the survivors were Grip, his mate Mabel, and another raven named Pauline. And I don't know why this has it in quotes, but it says Mabel and Grip soon, quote unquote, disappeared. What? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, what? they they disappeared. Like, no, they ran off together. What, is, like, what do you what? mean? I know. What do you mean? What do you mean they disappeared? I know. Why are you saying it like that? Um, after after that happened, Winston Churchill, who was the prime minister at the time, he ordered more ravens to bring the flock back to the correct size, and the tower ravens are enlisted as soldiers of the kingdom and are issued attestation cards in the same way that soldiers and police are, and as with soldiers, they can be dismissed for unsatisfactory <laughs> conduct. <laughs> like, what? What's a raven going to do? Has a like, raven? Yeah. Has I, that ever happened? I don't know. But <laughs> I, I think that's hilarious. Um, it's really funny. In the Old Testament, Christians, you know, um, the raven is the first bird that Noah sent out to look for land. I guess not the magpie. We know where the magpie was. <laughs> she the was, magpie was like, was sitting on top of the ark watching the, the raven fly by and being like, oh, oh, look at you, Moses' little Aaron bitch. Look at you. <laughs> Fuck oh, you. I know. Um, <laughs> uh, and in, and, and the reason that we surmise that this is, um, is because ravens will search for, because um, they're carrion birds, so they eat, um, primarily like dead found things um so his thought was if i send out the raven and it comes back with food or like it has had food then like we'll know that there are like bodies and land out there um but the raven came back with nothing and so he sent the dove out and the uh, the dove came back with an olive branch so good for the dove um uh I know. Doves. Dove. Why does the dove get so much good free publicity? Is everyone so horny for the dove? Why is, why is everybody so horny for the dove? I love when you say that. I love when you say that. Um, but, yeah. And which, you know, it took me a while to even realize that doves and pigeons are all related. And it makes 100% sense. You look at a dove, you look at a pigeon, you're like, that's the same bird. Um, my favorite dove... Anybody? Anybody know? Bailey? No. The morning dove. Not morning as the time, but morning as in crying. Because they are just... I see them often around here. The morning dove, and they say... Very exciting. Um, Their morning is sex life. (laughs) But yeah, they named it that because that sound... (laughs) This apparently sounds like crying. Not to me, but... 
whatever, what do I know? Um, Elijah in the Bible is described as being provided for by ravens, and they are often used as a symbol of God's providence in both the New Testament and Christian art, but also sometimes sexual sin. I guess it's just up to you. Um, (laughs) Our hunter-gatherer ancestors observed the intelligence of ravens, and ravens have a symbiotic relationship with um, wolves. Um, they the birds will follow wolves and benefit from their kills, and it's thought that wolves may also respond to raven calls, indicating where there is prey. It's even said that in modern times, deer hunters um, have said that ravens will lead them to deer, knowing that they will get some of the food too. Um, so you might so between the two of us, who is the raven and who is the wolf? This is an interesting question. Do you have an answer in your mind? No. Um, I mean, I'd like to be the raven, but I don't know if that's true. I could see me being the wolf. You can't just say that just because I want to be raven. What if I'm actually the wolf and you're actually the raven? I wanted to be the wolf anyway. I mean, that's fine, but we both want to be the different things. So, like, since this is a made-up scenario of our own fantasy, I can be the wolf and you can be the raven. (laughs) done ah! <laughs> um now you have to howl um oh. So I don't, oh you did i didn't think you were going to <laughs> um so why are we so afraid of ravens and crows is it because they hold messages from the underworld um is it because they herald death and they say when a loved one is going to die are they the souls of evil spirits why do we call them an unkindness. That's what we call a group of ravens. An unkindness. <laughs> it's even worse than murder, kind of. I know. What, it just it seems more like you know how like murder is a bad word, and like also, but telling someone like instead of be quiet, saying shut up, like it just sometimes sounds so like. Why would you say that? Like or, like be quiet. It's not something that's inherently like really mean, but sometimes it just comes off as like. I feel like I would have just, like, preferred you to slap me. Like, I don't... Like, you know, like, the difference between, like, unkindness <laughs> yeah. and murder. They're like, oh, well, that's a murder. And they're like, and you? Unkindness. And you're like, why? <laughs> um, yeah, so one reason that we fear them so much and relate them to death is sort of our own fault. Um, throughout history, we have been known to have wars. Don't know if you knew. Um, And in war, there's a lot of mass killings where hundreds and sometimes thousands of people lay slayed in battle in some field. And as you might have known, like I told you earlier, um, ravens are carrion birds, so they will eat things that have been killed already. So a field of dead people to them. It's a food resource, baby. It's a buffet. Yeah, that's that's a grocery day for them. Um, However, as more and more humans noticed ravens came to these big events of death they became synonymous with death itself and especially with the christian era of things ravens were known to be in league with the devil um along with battlefields ravens also would come to public executions too because they knew what was going to happen um some people think it was the ravens that flew away with the hanged person's souls and some thought the ravens were the devil himself just hanging out most likely, none of these things are true, other than the fact that they follow food 
um, that we unknowingly provide for them. Ravens are one of the most intelligent animals out there, like the rest of the Corvid family. Um, They remember faces very, very well, and not only of people, but of animals too. They remember who they like, and they remember who they do not like. So, if you see a raven, you see a crow, a magpie, just don't piss them off, okay? Be nice, be kind, be gentle. They will remember. Um, Ravens can survive in almost every habitat from icy to hot, mountain to forest, a temperate zone, some might say. (gasps) Bailey hates when I say the word temperate um, because I used it incorrectly once. That time is fine because you use it correctly that time. No, you used it. You used it incorrectly several times and boldly and continue to use it incorrectly when you learned what the word temperate Because I like it. Continue. <laughs> Scientists who have studied them um, have observed many wonderful things about ravens. We have seen that they form families, friendships, and mate for life. Once crows reach adolescent teenage years, sometimes they will fly off and form their own families um, and their own gangs of new friends. Um, they are seen to be extremely playful, sliding down snowy rooftops sometimes and rolling down snowy hills, which I think is absolutely adorable. They will play hide-and-seek with objects with each other. They will play keep-away with other animals. And they're also known to taunt and mock other animals just because they find it amusing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Which sounds very similar to us. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. uh, Yeah, it's just me. I just taunt people. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. See, they are one of the only animals we know of that make toys out of found human objects or of nature. They will play with themselves or with other ravens. Um, they also make tools for themselves, something we once thought only to be reserved for primate behavior. Very interesting, I think. Um, that is. And very smart. Like... I just, the more I, I already knew they were intelligent, but to like hear more things about, oh, there was even a thing, I didn't even write it down, but they are smart enough to figure out this, like, they do this, humans will do this like meat string trick and, or like a treat string trick and they'll tie it from a branch and then at the end of the string is like a treat and the raven which could just snatch it off right by the end and fly away um will step on the string with its claw and then like pull it up with its beak and then like repeat that over and over and like pull the string up to them which i think is really cool Ah. um they are very empathetic creatures very few animals do this but as we know um like bailey said they also have been seen to mourn death of a fellow member Um, I watched a video, I think it was in Australia, where there was a dying crow, uh, sorry, a dying raven on the street that they surmised had been hit by a car, and there was a whole (laughs) unkindness of ravens surrounding them, who, they were all just, like, cawing, and just, like, just over and over, and, like, some of them just, like, looking down at them, and then when the raven died... They all started, like, slowly to fly away. So it was kind of like they were there with them in that time, which I think is really sweet. Um, they've also Are been seeing... Are you going to come craw- call over my deathbed? If I die before you, sure. I feel like she would have wanted this. Ah! Ah! 
<laughs> you mean if I die before you? If you die before me. Or is your me? ghost going to come caught? My, you said if I die before you. <laughs> oh, I meant if you die before me. Um, They've also, yeah, my ghost is going to come. Your ghost could come caught at me. You don't know. Well, yeah, we we could give it a go. Um, They've also been seen to comfort ravens who have lost during a battle, like a little fight with another raven. So, like, the loser mm-hmm. will be comforted by other ravens. And I think that's also very, very uh-huh. sweet. Um, they also like shiny objects like crows. And as a reminder of today, because I have heard a lot of crows around because they are migrating. Um, but I left some shiny coins on my balcony. So I'm going to see if they'll take some. And sometimes they'll bring it back. <laughs> like, they'll bring something else back. So we'll see. I'll let you guys know. My favorite reference in art about ravens is from Edgar Allen's. Boom. Hello. Is from Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven. Poe first brought the raven to his friend and former employer, and uh, which his name was George Rex Graham from Graham's Magazine in Philadelphia. And Graham declined the poem, which they say may have not been in its final version. And he gave Edgar $15 as just like a charity. He's like, yeah, this is bad. Here's $15, which in like 1845, this is a lot of money. Um, a good, a significant That's amount of money. That's a million. I don't know what the exchange rate is from now to then. I'd look it up, but I don't want to. Poe sold his poem to the American Review, which paid him $9 for it, and printed The Raven in February of 1845 under the pseudonym Quarles as a reference to the English poet Francis Quarles. 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 So he made more money from his loser poem than he did from when they actually printed it. Yep. Well, because the guy just felt bad, I guess. Um, They say he wrote it. Do you think that Poe knew that he was like that? Do you think Poe knew that his old boss was like that? So he like deliberately brought him a shitty poem. And I was like, oh, man. He might have. Yeah, I guess it isn't that good. <laughs> I forget most of, like, Edgar Allan Poe's life, but I know that dude was going through a rough time all the time. Um, he, because I'm pretty sure he suffered from, like, major depression. And as you know, back in the 1800s, depression was, like, not a real thing. It just nobody even knew or cared about it. Um, he wrote that, what are you doing? <laughs> Oh, my neck is stiff. Oh, sorry. so you're like enjoying this like music of like my voice. I don't know. <laughs> um, so he like major depression. That's a mm. bop. <laughs> um, he wrote it at a time that his wife was dying from tuberculosis. So this uh, mm. gives a little bit of insight. Um, I I'm sure most of us are familiar with the Raven. Um, I'm going to give some, I'm going to read some of my favorite stanzas from it, um, but I'm going to give you like the main explanation as well. So how the story goes is there's a man sitting on this like dark December night and he's in his study and he's reading books and his wife or lover, um, Lenore, previously has died and he hears like a sound, a tapping at his window and he thinks maybe it's coming from the door and he so he goes over to the door and there's nobody there and he's like 
it must be Lenore, like her spirit, she's here. Um, then the wind blows open the shutters and I, well, either the wind blows up in the shutters or he hears the tapping at the shutters. So he opens them and in flies this Raven who goes and sits up on this sculpture bust of Athena, which they call palace. And he's like, what are you doing up there? And the bird just kind of looks at him and he's like, Hey bird, do you, do you think I'll ever see Lenore again? And the bird's like, never more. And he's like, okay, but let me just ask you this. Like, is there a chance I'm going to get to see Lenore again? And the bird says, never more. And he's like, okay, well now I'm getting pissed off at this bird. Um, why don't you just get out of here? I never want to see you again. And the bird says, never more. And it ends with the bird who is still sitting there forever. Um, as we know that Bailey said magpies can imitate human speech, I believe most of the Corvid family can. So um, it's, it's not strange to think of a bird, uh, of a raven, quoting, never more. Like, it's it's a thing. Those birds can talk, and there's they're all on TikTok, man. There's this one crow that says, how are you? How are you? And it makes me so excited. I love it very much. Um, <laughs> there's even somebody who taught a real raven to say never more, which I think is adorable. Um, So, here we go. I want you to... God, that bird! Now that bird is gonna bully some man with a dead wife. I know, and it's gonna happen all <laughs> over again in real life. Um, so here we go. I want you to get back into your spooky October mood. Think of thunderstorms, rain tapping at the window. Think of dark, dimly lit candlelight rooms. You're in your study. Here we go. Once upon a midnight dreary. While I pondered weak and weary Over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore While I nodded, nearly napping Suddenly, there came a tapping Bailey Thank you As of someone gently rapping Rapping at my chamber door Tis some visitor, I muttered Tapping at my chamber door Only this and nothing more Um, I've now skipped forward, right? So he hears the tapping, realizes it's coming from his window. He says, open here, I flung the shutter, when with a many flit and flutter in there stepped a stately raven of the saintly days of yore. Not the least obeisance made he, not a minute stopped or stayed he, but with mane of lord or lady perched above my chamber door, perched upon a bust of palace just above my chamber door, perched and sat, and nothing more. And this is the beginning of when he asks the raven i'm just wondering like why you're even here and this is he says then this ebony bird beguiling my sad fancy into smiling by the grave and stern decorum of the countenance it wore though thy crest be shorn and shaven though i said art sure no craven ghastly grim and ancient raven wandering from the nightly shore tell me what thy lordly name is on the night's plutonian shore quoth the raven nevermore Mm. So at this point, like I said, he says, that's a strange name, Nevermore. And then he asks about his wife and the bird's like, you're never going to see her again, bitch. Um, And it ends with this. And the raven, 
never flitting, still is sitting, still is sitting, on the pallid bust of Pallas just above my chamber door, and his eyes have all the seeming of a demon's that is dreaming, and the lamplight o'er him streaming throws a shadow on the floor, and my soul from out that shadow that lies floating on the floor shall be lifted nevermore. I love that poem. I will read that poem every Halloween, and I will convince my friends to let me read the whole entire thing. They get annoyed with it, but I love it. I don't mind it. I like it. Well, get ready for October 31st, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the raven is like the representative of grief. Yeah. And now it's come to stay, and he feels like it's never going to go away, which is like so sad yeah which i love the like meaning behind it but i also just love the story itself because it's so spooky and so eerie Ugh. yeah the that imagery is so creepy mm-hmm. i can't tell you how excited i'd be if a raven flew through my door i know if it only said one word great it's my new best friend move over bailey okay rude i've got nevermore the raven <laughs> But yeah, that's really all I have about ravens, I think. Oh, no, no, no. Nope. Um, in conclusion, perhaps humans are afraid of ravens. I think maybe because they're so intelligent and we often think of animals to be like dumb and filled only with instinct and sometimes just food for us. But when it comes to ravens, it can be sometimes worrisome to think that a bird can remember you if you wrong it and like can make all these somewhat human-like decisions. So I think that's Mm. also why people are kind of scared of them, too. Yeah, for sure. That makes sense. But that ends my presentation on The Raven. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) Good job. Go Ravens, go Magpies. I know. Wasn't that good? (laughs) You should... You should um, put, like, spooky music under the stanzas that you read of the raven if you have time. You know I do. Um, Because I use some of those same ones, sound bites, in my YouTube channel, at Charles J. Davis. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) Um, What's your favorite bird? Ooh. 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 How about you go first? I have too many to think on. I like crows. I love a crow. That's your favorite bird? I think it, I also like those weird little like remember that bird I sent you on Twitter the death bird oh yeah that weird like ghostly owl type thing go is is it a ghost bird I think yeah I think it's called a ghost bird I I just discovered that and it, it it's one of my favorites because it looks like a it looks like a puppet it doesn't look real mm. and I just I could stare at it all day I but yeah I like crows okay favorite bird sound is the common loon, which I will insert a clip here. You're a common loon. <laughs> I'm not a common loon. Actually, I am. Um, that's my favorite bird call sound. But I think when I, oh, I don't know, because I really love hummingbirds and I really love doves and I really like ducks and I love crows and ravens. I've actually never seen a okay. raven in, in real life. I've only ever seen crows. Um, but one of my top favorite birds is a great horned owl or a barn owl. I really love an owl. 
I like the snowy owl. Those are pretty. Ah, uh, that's a good one too. I love an owl. Have you ever seen Owl's Mate? I saw it on TikTok. It was quick. No, that's okay. And it was consensual. This, well, this good for them. This no, I have to tell you about it. I have to tell everybody about it. There was this male great horned owl and a female great horned owl, and he comes up to her and he like chitters at her, and then she like chitters back, and then he like brings her a present and when she accepts the present that's like her consent and then it he gets on top of her and it was like done then they mated and i was like whoa that was crazy birds mating. and the one thing we can learn from that is don't have sex with someone unless they bring you a present honestly that's a good rule don't have sex with somebody unless <laughs> they bring you a present and that present is not themselves i mean i think there's plenty to respect about birds um like I didn't realize how intelligent especially corvids like the magpie and the raven are. Yeah. Like they're so smart. I didn't realize and, that either. But uh and I think, you know, the fact that they care for each other. There's like some level of like you know, we can't necessarily ascribe human emotion to birds, but there's some level of like camaraderie that exists between them and it is like cute and sweet but at the same time (laughs) they uh can also be like super vindictive they can remember your face and they can have it out for you if you do something bad to them (laughs) and like birds have also been you know the fact that they also like flock to death and have even some cases been responsible for it you know it just goes to show you that it really is a scary world out there. So hold on to the people you love. Bye. 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 Bye.